Well, it is great to see everybody. And uh, I just am uh, thankful uh, that uh, I was asked to do this again. Can everybody hear me okay? Alan, give me a thumbs up. Is that all good? Good. All right. Well, what I'm, uh, I'm just excited about uh, just getting to know you guys better all the time. And I just love this uh, house church. And I just uh, pray God's blessings on you as you're just trying to uh, uh, get through this, uh, just to get through this time of uh, separation and COVID and and uh, I think I, last time I mentioned uh, uh, we ourselves had COVID, but uh, I think we've gotten past it now. So uh, my son, uh, he was out last week with COVID from the school, but he got a, a, a test this uh, just today that said he didn't have it anymore. So he's going back to school. So that's great. So very positive things. We are counting our blessings. We'll say that. Uh, but uh, again, may God bless you in uh, your walk with him. And uh, I was asked to uh, talk about, uh, uh, to preach today, and I just wanted to uh, talk about one of the great characteristics of God. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the generosity of God. Uh, I, I think there's a, I think we need to recover a sense of how, how generous God is. Uh, he does, he never uh, withholds anything from us. And uh, uh, he always wants to give us more and more, to give us better and better. And uh, we don't take advantage of it like we ought to. And uh, so that's what I'd like to talk to, about today, is what it is to take, more, take a fuller advantage of how generous God is and uh, what he can do for us. Uh, so um, <clears throat> as I think about the generosity of God, uh, it, this is just one quality of God that we could talk about. Uh, and how we live our lives on a regular basis, um, how we live our lives uh, on a, 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 with our words, with our relationships, with our work, I'm convinced that how we live our lives and the choices that we make is based on what we think of God. If we think of God as being... Uh, old and out of touch, well, then we're going to think of God uh, as someone who, who doesn't pay attention to us, um, a, a God who doesn't keep up with the times and doesn't have anything to say to us today. Uh, if we think of God as just being very distant, and, and it is wonderful at times to think about our God who is in heaven, but we can also think of him too distant from our lives, and, uh, and, and we don't, um, we don't, we don't, we don't trust how near he can be to us. So I think it's good to explore the biblical qualities uh, that we see about God. And when we know those qualities of God, then uh, we, are, we, can, we can take uh, fuller advantage of, again, what God has to offer us. And today I would like to talk about uh, his generosity. One of these wonderful qualities of God is that he is generous. Uh, I'd like to begin by going to one of my favorite psalms uh, that, that I think describes this generosity of God, uh, and that is in uh, Psalm uh, 104, Psalm 104, and uh, it's a long psalm. We'll just read a little bit of it right now, uh, but uh, we're just going to read beginning in verse 10, uh, a few different slides, and I think I had some help last week with readers uh, I'd love for to get that help again. Uh, uh, David, uh, would you mind reading? Uh, there's about 
uh, it's 10 through 15. Okay. Yeah, he makes springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky, sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. And um, he waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. Wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. Psalm oh, thank you. Thank you, David. I, I, to me, that is a, a beautiful, just a, a few short verses from that longer psalm that describe uh, everything that God provides that his entire creation is built uh, is built on uh, feeding uh, feeding the animals and feeding people. Uh, so notice, nothing is hidden from his providence. All the wild beasts get everything they need. Uh, people get everything they need, not just to not just to sustain them, uh, not just sustain their bodies, but to sustain their hearts as well to give them joy and abundance. It's a wonderful psalm. I encourage you to go read Psalm 104 and uh, meditate on uh, how generous God is. Uh, not just to, uh, again, he's not, he doesn't just give, he doesn't just give a little, but he gives a lot. <laughs> and he gives more than we need so that we find great joy. And so if we know that God is generous, how can we best respond? to a generous God, okay? God, we know that you give. It's part of your nature to provide and to give. So what does this mean for me? Uh, if I get in touch with a generous God, then what are some, maybe some things that I can change about my life so that I can respond to him more faithfully? Uh, the first one of these we can talk about is... Uh, because he is so generous, we do not have to worry. Uh, we are, uh, we never have to be concerned. Our God is going to take care of us. I, I see so many people living out of frustration. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of times I live out of frustration. Uh, living, uh, living, uh, for those things that I don't have or chasing after things that I always don't have, never feeling like I have enough. And so I begin to worry, am I going to get my share? Uh, am I going to get what I, what, what I need? Um, anything from, am I going to be able to pay the bills uh, to, am I going to have, um, am I going to have good relationships? Am I going to be all alone in difficult times? Oh, there's all sorts of worrying questions. But if we have a generous God who's willing to provide, we do not have to worry. Uh, you'll be familiar with this from Matthew chapter 6, uh, beginning in verse 25. Jesus has some commandments, uh, has a commandment here about not worrying. Uh, Alan, call on somebody. Who, who's a good reader here? Just call somebody out. Uh, Anthony, 
Anthony, there you are. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet yours. Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you buy worrying add a single hour to your life? Matthew. Yeah, keep reading. Anthony, next page. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and... Sorry. Tomorrow is thrown into the fire, or will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Okay. I, I, again, love the passage. Uh, it isn't just don't worry, uh, as if worrying itself is bad. But what there is, is a motivation uh, against worry. We don't have to worry because our God is so generous. Uh, he, is, he, he takes care of wild animals, and you are more important than any wild animal. He takes care of the flowers, which I love how Jesus describes this. Uh, he says, that's like the grass of the field. Uh, he actually kind of puts down flowers a little bit. Why? Because we are so much more important than those flowers. So if he takes care of the wild animals and he takes care of flowers, don't we mean so much more to him than them? So you don't have to worry. Well, that's an important part of this. Uh, of this. It's not just... Uh, removing a, a bad feeling from our lives, but it is counting on the generosity of God. Uh, I know I've been blessed as being a, a child of God. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've always gotten everything I need, but boy, especially as I've been a disciple of Jesus Christ, <laughs> I've always had somebody there that I could count on. I, I've always had somebody I could turn to for for help, I've always had, I, I always say that uh, uh, if a tornado, which I'm from, uh, we just moved here from Missouri, and Missouri, that's the thing you were worried about, is uh, if we're going to have a tornado or not. But I thought if a tornado touched down right on top of my house and everything was gone, I probably had a hundred different places that I could go to that night and find a nice warm place to sleep. Because God would provide. I, I, think that's, I think that's still right. Uh, I don't have to always chase after what I don't have. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to worry. God supplies richly. And I can count on him. Uh, the second way that we can respond to a generous God is that uh, we can share with other people. Uh, when I go back to the Old Testament, um, the Old Testament has, uh, it, for when, when uh, God is describing uh, life that he wants in the promised land, there are some really interesting economic 
laws that he gives them. Stuff that no bank today would, no bank today uh, would ever use because it doesn't seem like it makes any money. Uh, such as when you're plowing a field, well, leave a large part at the edges uh, because the poor need to come and they need to harvest grain for themselves. Or uh, if you find, if somebody is in need and they come to you and ask you for money, uh, and, and, and you say, okay, uh, uh, today a bank would say, uh, but you have to pay me back the interest on that. And if you don't trust them, you can charge them a lot of interest. In the Old Testament, you can't charge interest to a fellow Israelite. Or perhaps they want to borrow money and you say, well, what do you have? What's your collateral for that? And they say, well, all I've got is the coat on my back. And you take that coat you're supposed to give the coat back before nightfall because they might get cold during the night. I mean, who acts like this? The, the people who act like this are the ones who know God's going to provide. He's already provided so much, and he's going to continue to provide so much that I don't have to worry about every dime. And I don't have to worry about, uh, I don't have to worry about uh, amassing my wealth because if my fellow Israelite is in need, I can share because God's going to supply whatever I need abundantly. We need to share with others. Uh, that happens physically, uh, such as uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, he talks to, uh, he wants Timothy to talk to the Ephesians about, especially the rich Ephesians, and uh, so that they, uh, especially so their relationships are lived out well. Uh, again, uh, Alan, call on somebody to read First Timothy 6, 18 through 19. Uh, see, maybe Lillian or John, maybe you might like to read. This David, okay. let me read it. Okay. Oh. Command them to do good, to be good, to be rich in good, uh, in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. All right. So let them be generous. Let them be willing to share. And, and they, they lose grasp. They lose their grasp on the money that they have now so that they can grasp the life that is really life. As in, God actually has something better for you than your money. So let go of it so you can experience, again, because of his generosity, experience what is better. Uh, if that, that doesn't just apply to physical things, uh, but it also applies to uh, spiritual things. Uh, we read earlier from Psalm 104, uh, but in Psalm 103, uh, there, uh, the psalm right before it, it also describes a generous God. Uh, where it, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear it. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Ah, he is, he is generous with his forgiveness. Now, some people actually have trouble with that. Because if he's so generous with his forgiveness, what does that mean about us? We have to be generous with our forgiveness of others. Uh, there was a guy who had a lot of trouble with that. His name is Jonah. You probably remember Jonah from the Old Testament. 
And uh, Jonah ran away from God uh, because God asked him to go preach to the Ninevites. And uh, boy, I encourage you to read the story. But uh, he runs away, gets on a ship. There's a big storm at sea. They have to throw him overboard. He's swallowed up by a big fish. And in that fish, this is what Jonah uh, says. Uh, he says in Jonah <laughs> chapter 2, trying to get my, in, uh, at the end of this song that he sings inside a big fish, he says, but I with shouts of grateful praise will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. So here's Jonah just soaking up God's salvation, soaking up God's ability to forgive and his, his ability to help him start over. And then he goes and preaches to the Ninevites. And the Ninevites also soak up God's forgiveness. They repent before the Lord. They, have, uh, they put sackcloth and ashes on. Uh, they fast before the Lord and pray. And God actually forgives the Ninevites. And look how Jonah feels at the end of that. When the Ninevites are forgiven, it says he prayed to the Lord. Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That's, this is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, and a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, or it is better for me to die than to live. That's just crazy to me. I'm sorry. Jonah has just been forgiven of an amazing amount. He's just been saved from the depths of the ocean from, but with this, in, this, in, this, in this fish. He's been given a chance to start over. But God, I don't want you to do the same thing for those Ninevites. They don't deserve it. No, Jonah, he's been so generous to you. Can't you be generous to others? So, yeah. We do have to share our physical things with which God has blessed us. But we've also got to share the spiritual things as well. He's forgiven us much because of his generosity. We have to forgive others generously as well. And then finally, how do you best respond to a generous God? Don't settle for less of God. I guess I see too many Christians who do not pursue spiritual things as much as they need to. It's sort of like, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm in. And then they give up on the, the, the deeper, higher things that God wants to provide for them. Again, listen to how generous uh, God is. Uh, somebody, uh, Alan Collins, somebody to read James chapter 1, verse 5. <laughs> okay, uh, Gene or Carol, maybe one of you two could read. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. All right. So, uh, wisdom is at the heart of who God is. It's, and and, and if, if you ask for wisdom, the answer is yes, and He will give it generously to all without finding fault. 
uh, <clears throat> one of the great books is Proverbs. And Proverbs says that he's not just talking to foolish people who need to get wisdom. He's talking to wise people who want to continue to get more wisdom. Oh, don't settle. Because God is too generous. He will always give you more wisdom. Uh, here's another passage about his generosity. Uh, from uh, uh, This is from uh, Matthew, uh, Luke, excuse me, Luke chapter 11, verse 9 through 13. Uh, again, somebody read. I can read. Uh, okay. This is my. Uh, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Keep reading. Um, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Oh, what an amazing verse. Uh, I mean, he, it's, it's, it's kind of funny in some ways. I mean, a father's never going to, you know, give a snake instead of a fish or, or a scorpion instead of an egg. Uh, even a bad father knows that that's terrible parenting. But God is so very generous that he is willing to give good gifts. But look how much, look what he's willing to give. He's willing to even give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. He will give himself to people. That's, a, that, that's an amazing thing. Our God is so generous that he will give himself and his very spirit to people. You do not have to settle for anything less. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. This is my favorite definition of faith. Uh, that says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Uh, that God, yeah, I, I, I think it's important for us to have a, a lot of a confirmation on the existence of God, but that's just half of the equation. The other half is, we need to know the character of God who is ready to reward those who seek him. So seek him. Never stop seeking him and never stop pursuing the very depths of God's heart because he's so generous, so giving of himself. He will provide insight. He'll provide his spirit. He'll provide his strength, his wisdom. He'll provide everything that we need. So I don't care if you have been a Christian or I, I, I don't care if you're not even a Christian yet or if you've been a Christian for just a few days or just a few years or you're like me. I'm uh, 52 years old and I've been going to church since pretty much the, the week I was born. I don't know how long you've been a part of this, but God has more in store for you. And how would your life change today? It, how would your attitude change? How would, how, would, how, how would you stop complaining? 
how could you stop worrying? How could you get that demeanor uh, off your face that says that is always filled with frustration? How, How would your life change if you had a foundation around God's generous heart? Uh, this is on my, hey, I'm preaching to myself here on this one. Uh, I, I, I get too easily frustrated, too easily angered, too easily upset, and I too easily worry. And I need to know again, need to be reminded of these great verses, that God is generous. He always wants my best, and he always provides, and he always provides an abundance, way more uh, than I could ever need. Uh, So that's uh, my lesson for today. May God bless you as you learn to count on him and trust in him uh, more abundantly.